Welcome to the Written Spoken Podcast. This podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs Word Breed and Fitly Spoken. It will also provide other content with the hope that something you hear will encourage you, refresh you, or challenge you to focus on the word, the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us. I am your host, Esther Wright. Welcome and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Written Spoken Podcast. Our team for Season 4 is Loving Well. The team is based on Jesus' response to the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said the first and greatest commandment is, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And he added, The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. Matthew chapter 22 verses 35 through 39, the Amplified Translation. To date in season four, we have reflected on what it means to love God, ourselves, and those we identify as our loved ones well. In today's episode, we turn our attention to what it means to love strangers well. The idea of loving strangers well could seem far-fetched. After all, is a knowledge and a relationship necessary for loving well? In his sermon, Wisdom Part 1, which was published on July 16, 2018, Dr. A. R. Bernard Sr., the founder and leader of the Christian Cultural Center, in Brooklyn, New York, said, Because we can be commanded to love, then love is centered in the will. It is a commitment based on a decision. Because love is a commitment based on a decision, even when we do not feel love, we can behave in loving ways. In light of this truth, of all the ways of loving well that we have reflected on this season, perhaps this one, loving strangers well, highlights the fact that love is a decision. Based on that decision, we can behave in loving ways without feeling love. However, We cannot do so in our own strength. I thank God for the truth of Philippians 2 verse 13. For it is God who is producing in you 
people the desire and the ability to do what pleases Him. We will reflect on three aspects of loving strangers well. Allowing God's light to be visible in us, making changes to correct, improve, or revise how we evaluate people we meet for the first time, and everyone else, and acts of kindness. Allowing God's light to be visible in us. The following question was posted on the boyslife.org website. I have a lantern that has a removable glass covering and it has soot all over it. How can I get it off? The answer is to wash it with soapy water. The last sentence in the answer states, New lantern or old though, a clean glow will improve the brightness of your lantern. As I think of the light of God within us, his children, and allowing his light to be visible in us, I recognize the need for each of us to keep the globe of our lives, so to speak, clean. And we do so by allowing our lives to be washed in the water of the word. We can ask our Heavenly Father to reveal to us the suit on our lanterns that is making His light less visible to those around us. Allowing His light to be visible in us is one way we can love, behave in a loving manner to strangers. Making changes to correct or improve the manner in which we evaluate people we meet for the first time and everyone else. First Impressions According to Will Rogers or Oscar Wilde, depending on your source, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I think of the fact that first impressions are usually based on outward appearances and are formed in a short period of time. A mere seven seconds, according to Psychology Today, and, unfortunately, as stated in the same Psychology Today article, First Impressions, people tend to get attached to their initial impressions of others and find it very difficult to change their opinion, even when presented with lots of evidence to the contrary. But then there is a statement by Eamon Towles in the book, A Gentleman in Moscow, which gives us food for thought, and I quote, after all, what can a first impression tell us about someone we've just met for a minute in the lobby of a hotel? Why, no more than a chord can tell us about Beethoven or a brush stroke about Botticelli, end of quote. But more important than the words of Will Rogers, Oscar Wilde, or Amon Towles, are the words of the eternal, omniscient God 
You should not judge by outward appearance. When you judge, search for what is right and just. John 7 verse 24 and that is the voice translation and the reality that our knowledge is always fragmentary as stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 the verses highlight the need for us to make changes to correct or improve the manner in which we evaluate people we meet for the first time and everyone else. I also think of how bias can influence how we evaluate others. Bias is defined as a particular tendency, trend, inclination, feeling, or opinion, especially one that is preconceived or unreasoned. Biases, we all have them. Sometimes we dress our biases up in pretty clothing and call them preferences. Preferences, which Merriam-Webster tells us, suggest a choice guided by one's judgment or predilections, such as a preference for cool weather. But I see preferences as being relevant to things, not to people. A bias is not a preference. It is an inclination of temperament or outlook, especially a personal and sometimes unreasoned judgment. Prejudice. Prejudice is defined as an adverse opinion or leaning formed without just grounds or before sufficient knowledge. What does bias have to do with loving strangers well? Everything. We need, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to recognize and overcome, successfully deal with our biases. If we are to imitate our Father and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, for a sweet-smelling aroma, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. After a short break, we will reflect on acts of kindness as an aspect of loving strangers well. Welcome back. Before our short break, we reflected on two aspects of loving strangers well, allowing God's light to be visible in us and making changes to correct or improve how we evaluate people we meet for the first time and everyone else. Now we will focus on acts of kindness as an aspect of loving strangers well. Acts of kindness. Philippians 2.13 states, For it is God who is producing in you both the desire and ability to do what pleases Him. I reference this verse in the introduction to today's episode. 
and it gives rise to the question, what pleases our Heavenly Father when it comes to how we treat strangers? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, the Amplified Version provides part of the answer. It states, Do not neglect to extend hospitality to strangers, especially among the family of believers, being friendly, cordial, and graciously sharing the comforts of your home and doing your part generously. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. An additional component of the answer is found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Time will not permit me to include all the verses here, but taking the time to read the verses later will be time well spent. The following is clear. Loving others, including those we do not know well, includes actions. God expects us to feed the hungry, give the thirsty something to drink, invite the stranger in, clothe the naked, and visit those who are sick and imprisoned. This feels like a tall order, but then there is Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Sometimes these actions can be executed by supporting ministries or organizations already providing these services. At other times, perhaps more than we are comfortable with, it will be our hands, our feet, etc. that God wants to use directly. Whatever form He requires our involvement to take, this remains true. We can do what He requires of us because He gives us both the desire and ability to do what pleases Him. And I pray that increasingly, pleasing Him will be the motive for whatever we do. And one of the greatest acts of kindness, of love we can do, is connecting others to our Savior. Pastor Jack Hayford stated, and I quote, When we invite others to come to the person of Jesus, telling of his wondrous love and sharing what Jesus has done in our lives, the gentleness of Christ is seen in us and others will be drawn to him. End of quote. And I wonder, what would it be like to be a stranger who God uses to touch, even change, another stranger's life. I believe it is possible. Think of it. Psalm 37 verse 23 tells us, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The New Living Translation I believe that it is okay to ask Him to use us to touch someone's life in a meaningful way every day for their good and His glory alone. It is true that we cannot make someone choose to accept Jesus as Savior. However, 
we have been given the privilege and have been commissioned and empowered by God to invite others to come to Him by our words and how we live. Thank you for listening to the Written Spoken Podcast. If this podcast was helpful in any way, I hope you will be generous and share it with a friend or your tribe. Subscribe, rate, and comment on any platform where you listen to your podcasts. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace. Thank you.